It's a Vardy in the USA, bitches. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Valiant 33 podcast, your source for news and discussion on the RNY Rhinos. With me, as always, we have Sticky Stewart, international ladies' man and wiener king of the Southwest. Say hi. Hi. Also today, we have a special guest of immeasurable stature. He always wears a suit. He eats ice cream with his bare hands. And if you've done it once, he's probably done it 10 times. Parking lot, Scott, say hi. Hello, everyone. Nice to have me. Nice to be here. Okay. So I, I figured we could start. So this is the, the, the rebrand episode where we're talking about what we think of the, the recent change from the Rochester Rhinos, Rochester Raging Rhinos to RNYFC. I already said last episode, I'm not saying the full name ever again out loud. So um, we'll start from there. And I'll just start with my interest in, in the team. So I played soccer growing up. But by the time that the Rhinos were really big, um, my interest had kind of waned in the sport. Um, I remember being super excited about the 94 World Cup. Then next year, my interest had basically gone away. Um, I did go fairly regularly regularly to games in 1998 to 2000, which is probably the, the high point for the team. One of my family friends had somehow had four season tickets, so I would just go whenever they had a, a free seat. Uh, that that stopped around 2002. I went to high school or I went to college and then was out of the area for a bit and just never made it back. Uh, I made it to a couple games, but then started coming more regularly in 2015 after I got some free tickets from uh, going to another soccer game there and then basically got hooked and went in 2016 and 2017 to every game. <laughs> The Rhinos are a bit of a legacy club for me. So my, my grandpa had season tickets since 96. Um, my dad and me and him would all go, uh, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and, and then in high school and college, me and my friends would go uh, to the games, mostly because it was a place where we could smoke and drink and not get in trouble. But in the soccer was almost secondary, but we still had a good time and kept up with the team. And for me, the biggest part of wanting them back from hiatus was not only so I could have a team to watch, but so I could pass it down to my kids in a way and make it generations of Rhinos fans, which is kind of a rare thing to be able to do in American soccer. So them coming back, new name, old name, it didn't matter to me. Just having the team back was uh, was something special. So I uh, have more of a recent following. I started following in 2017, which happened to be the Rhinos final year. Um, before the hiatus, um, I'm not I'm not from the area. I just moved here about um, three and a half years ago. My wife is from the area, and I knew we might be, you know, uprooting up to here. So I was getting interested in lower level soccer. I've always loved soccer growing up. I played and started following a lot of the, you know, as far as Liverpool and MLS growing up. So kind of took a liking to the Rhinos based on their history and where my wife is from, and I thought it was really really neat background on them, and you know. We decided to move here, start interviewing for jobs, and uh, of course they announced their hiatus. So that was great timing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, 
you know, I'm still excited about this. I'm excited that there's a team back. I've been waiting for this. Uh, been here almost four years, like I said, and uh, we haven't really even had a team here. Um, we've had some lower, lower level teams here, but no real pro soccer yet. So I'm really excited uh, that they're uh, bringing, bringing it back. Did you ever get to see them play? Did I did. Yeah. So I went up- to, yeah, I went to two games in 2017. I um, went to a regular season and also a playoff game. Um, my in-laws, my father-in-law used to go to like a game or two a year. So he's more of a casual fan, but, um, no, I love the atmosphere. You know, obviously I, there are things I saw that they could have approved on. I was more shocked that I was so excited to go to the playoff game and that you guys had a team here. Um, I went out to the Jenny brew house before the game. Then we went over to the stadium and I was shocked. Like, I know that's a big stadium, but just how few people were there or just how, I guess there were a lot of people there, but how um, empty the stadium looked because how big it was downtown there um, in Marina Auto, wherever it was called back then. Um, but I had a great time, like uh, having their so-called beer garden there behind the stands at the time, <laughs> and, um, watching the game. And I just thought I was excited about moving here and getting to be a part of this team and getting involved with supporters. And then, of course, they go on hiatus. <laughs> Did they win those two games? Oh, they did. Yeah, both one. Okay, so the Rhinos are undefeated for you. They've never fucking yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually extra time the playoff game. Um, I forget who they played. Was it maybe Indy Eleven? I think Charlotte. Oh, with Charlotte. You're right. Yep. Um, oh, that was that was a good game too. That, that was, was when Wall Fall put on his shit house masterclass. Yeah, it was a great game. Um, I enjoyed it and I was hooked. And then it's like crap. Now, <laughs> now they're gone. And so. I'm kind of the uh, perspective of the new fan, but um, kind of pessimistic because I haven't seen anything, you know, I haven't seen them play yet, really, you know. I think to a lot of people, the name RNYFC, it is a distinct change from the Rochester Raging Rhinos. And uh, so now we're going to talk about it a bit. I'll admit that I, I wasn't amazed with it to begin with. I think my first comment in one of the chats was, oh, that's pretty lame. But I'm getting more used to it. I think a lot of it was, I don't think they did as good of a job with announcing it as they could have, where they announced the name and then the acronym works a lot better. If you drop FC, then it just becomes RNY, which is R-O-U-R, New York, which I, I think that works on a couple of levels. And I, I, I like that. Going to some of the other ideas that people have said, it's like Rochester FC it has a lot of trademark issues in both the US and the UK. Um, there's an existing trademark for the Rochester United FC from the FC, FCU leadership group that exists. So even if you just named it Rochester FC, they could come back and fight. And um, RFC is rather generic and just sounds like KFC. And there is only one Rochester, New York. So. Yeah, yeah. When I saw it, I kind of I, I laughed. I was like, "This is awful." <laughs> um, first off, I think it's way too long. It's like city name. It's like add the zip code in. You know, you might as well. Um, I still think it's a little bit too much, but it's kind of growing on me. Like you said, the acronym works well. Like the R, I can't even say it. R N Y F C. Uh, it sounds good once you start to get used to it. My my initial concern with that was it would get kind of confused with Red Bull New York and NYCFC, just the short acronyms. But I think I get why they did it, you know, with Jamie Vardy being involved. I bet, not to, not to like poke fun, but I'm sure he was kind of over there in England and they're like, Rochester where? 
and he, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> York, <laughs> you know, he probably got sick of saying that. So he's like, we got to throw New York in there, you know. But as far as like leaving the Rhinos nickname behind, um, I know it means a lot more to you guys being older fans. Um, I think the history is still there. It's connected and it can be like a nickname still. Like the Dorkin said, we want you to yell, go Rhinos. And it's like, it kind of took, it's like, can be a mascot, kind of like Leicester City, you know, it's still the Foxes and it's even in their badge, even though it's not in ours. But Rex can still be the mascot and they can still um, have those throwback kit nights and everything um so I, I have no problem with it other than it being like kind of too long of a name but they didn't have many other options though so. yeah I, I i don't even care because i still call them the rhinos and everybody knows exactly who i'm talking about when i do it and all the losers who say it's a new team and there's no connection need to shut the fuck up because it's not their decision it's ours the fans who actually went to games and supported the club during the hiatus Instead of people in the media around here actively shitting on the rebrand and wanting this team to fail because the name changed, instead, they could probably actually cover the team and give them some type of support system, which, by the way, they didn't do with the Rhinos, and that's the reason why they went on hiatus and needed a rebrand in the first place, so they can take their stupid fucking donuts and choke on them, and that's a specific (laughs) shot. Mike, please, please stop holding back. I don't, I don't think people know what you're, what you're really meaning. <laughs> so, anything else we want to add to that? Or I think we covered it pretty well there. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Okay. So the next thing we're going to discuss is the colors. So there was a, a change from the, I think Brazilian yellow and as I call it, British racing green, dark green, to a, a lighter green, a more modern green, and a medium gray. So we'll start with Scott. Yeah, I actually love this, uh, the new color scheme. Uh, glad they kind of kept green to kind of pay homage to the former Rhinos club. But they kind of changed it up. You know, I was lucky enough to be part of those focus groups they had. And my whole thought was, why not neon? You know, I know it's a lot of new teams are going like that. But if you look at like the Sounders in Seattle and they, uh, I think they do it well, you know, it really pops uh, the fans buy the merchandise, you know, so I, I really wanted like a neon and you kind of, it's almost like a neon green with a light gray. So I really was happy with this. Um, I just hope they do something cool with the kits with it, which I'm sure they will. As long as they yep. don't go with Puma. You ever see someone driving around and they have a big dumb smile on their face for no reason. And they're just kind of existing in happiness. That was me when I saw the color and thought about how great those kits were actually going to look. I like the new color. The neon mint is what I call it. And it makes me think of some real cool guy riding a cool ninja motorcycle real fast with cool sunglasses on and like a lo-fi hip-hop video. Against the black, it really pops. And I can't see any rational person not objectively liking it. The streetwear that they have on the website so far it looks good and it's exactly what they should be doing with the with the new branding my only problem with the gray is how it was kind of explained as a link to the old rhinos and that's kind of weak in my opinion and they really need to hammer out something better than that if they want to keep this as a true extension of the rhinos because that's not good enough for me and for a lot of people 
Yeah, so I, I like that they kept green as well. Um, I like yellow, but I know it's not preferred, even though it is in the Rochester and the Monroe County flags, but no one actually knows what those are. Um, it's, a, it's much more modern green. It's more American than the dark green that they had previously. I will say, I hope they don't do too much with gray. Um, I follow other in English sports and one of them is Formula One and a team went from having bright white and red and then they went to gray and everything they did became gray, which... Well, Stu, not to interrupt, but I think maybe they could use the gray as their away kits. You know, you could do more of a, a green and black home and kind of the gray with the away instead of a oh, white. Like a, like a Minnesota United, how they do it? Instead of white, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, so my, my point specifically was that this team went gray and gray and white and then they literally everything they did was gray which looks it can look good in photos but then it's like do i really want to wear something gray when i live in rochester new york and it's gray 150 days of the year anyway <laughs> yeah. so, that's why they pay homage to the city yeah exactly <laughs> and kodak tower where uh, vardy is going to live once he's uh done with lester oh hell yeah <laughs> okay so now moving on to the badge so it's a traditional soccer badge with rochester in the green at the top new york in between high falls in an abstract line drawing we'll start with mike on uh, his thoughts on the badge i think it was a missed opportunity just putting the n and the y in there i mean they could have used symbols instead like a small rhino or maybe even the city flower or even just put the ny together as one thing and then either the rhino or the city flower as the other. And that would have solved a lot of problems because I don't think they get as much grief over the change as if they put some type of rhino in the badge. And I, I understand why they did the N and the Y because they're claiming to represent the state just as much as Rochester, which feeds into their plan of being more globally recognized. And I know we all know where Rochester is, but th there's more than just us. So only focusing on Rochester visibility is short-sighted, and I see why they did it. My feeling is they only want the history of the rhinos to carry over and nothing from the original branding. So it's a little bit of a tightrope walk. In ditching the rhinos, the name, the, you know, the original dark green colors, the rhino on the badge... It ditched a lot of baggage and a lot of leeches that were attached with that. So I, I think in a way it's them trying to clear the slate for what they're trying to do now. But in a way they're cherry picking the history, which is their right to do because they own the team. It's the, it's the history of the team. Um, but just completely leaving out any type of rhino symbolism was was a big statement to me. So as far as um, my thoughts on the badge, I really have no complaints. I like that it's really simple. A lot of these badges, I mean, I disagree with Mike. You know, Mike wants the rhino in there and the flower. And to me, I don't like the whole, you have to explain the whole badge. Like, I think it was like the... Oakland roots were like the roots represent this and that and it's like I feel like you shouldn't have to explain the badge badge is a badge you know tell us who you are and you put it on a small part of your kit so I like it I like that it's simple and clean so I have no complaints with it 
it's a, I, I agree. I, I like it as well. I, I am taking credit for the High Falls reference because on one of the calls I did bring up when some of the discussions about what other ideas for the team name, and I said, well, regionally High Falls is something that at least people in, in Rochester know and is something that the city has been trying to promote for a while. No um, proof. I like how, sorry? There's no proof that you brought that up. There will be on the Netflix special that uh, brings it <laughs> Where up. you insulted Dave Dworkin to his face? Yes, that one. And that's yeah. the reason why I'm going to be on the on Netflix. <laughs> You're just a shock jock. That's all you are. Exactly. Devo has nothing on me. Um, <laughs> Whoa, with the name drop. <laughs> I'm going to beat that out. Nice. So I, I like how simple it is. Um, we don't need a five-page document explaining it. As Scott was saying, like if you see badge reveals in the last couple of years, you see a huge document explaining it. And then like Louisville, when they rebranded and literally they said, this straight line represents something. And the arrow was literally pointed to a curved line. And it was just like, what are you doing? Um, I will say I, I don't love the the placement of NY. Um, I get why they did it because having Rochester NY as text is a little weird, but I feel like they could have maybe put it underneath the badge and it maybe looked it wouldn't look as clean, but it might look a little bit better. Um, but I feel minor changes like that are things that they can make over time. Now we're going to go over why why a rebrand was necessary. Obviously, there's been a lot of there's a lot of love of the team outside of Rochester, but the, the basic idea is that, that doesn't that doesn't help the team. If people love the team, then outside of Rochester, but they're not spending any money on the team, then that doesn't help the team at all. Locally, there's a lot of failure associated with the Rhinos. There was a chance to get a major league team in Rochester, which, with Buffalo having the Sabers and the Bills and then Syracuse having their football and basketball teams in college, Rochester's kind of been lost in the mix over the last 60 years. So there's a lot of people who are are unhappy with that and having the Rhino's name, they're like, oh yeah, remember that time we failed? Oh yeah, that's great. Obviously MLS never happened. And then with all the teething issues of the new stadium, they didn't have parking to begin with, for example, caused a lot of caused a lot of the overreaction to the stadium location. Um, as I said, the name is loved outside of Rochester, but no one comes to Rochester to see a Rhinos game because they love the name. When you when you say Rhinos in Rochester, people tend to talk about issues with the stadium immediately that are quasi-racist, but it's issues that may have existed 15 years ago, but they haven't been back because they saw a boarded up house and they're scared of that. And it's like, it's not an issue, but you need to get away from that. So even if they kept the name, the rebrand immediately gets, or sorry, the rebrand immediately gets them away from the silly conversation of, oh, are, are they still playing in the ghetto and all that other stuff? Because now they're playing in John Street. Now they're playing in Henrietta right next to RIT and no one's ever scared of going to RIT. So I, I think it was a good idea. Yeah. In my, my short time here, I found that, you know, you're saying everyone in town has some sort of, experience with the rhinos uh most of the time it's negative like oh they didn't get into the mls or you know i've been and but the stadium sucks uh the games are boring things like that and i think what they're trying to do is you're gonna have the hardcore fans like us but they're trying to get that casual fan like like i was saying my father-in-law that will come to a couple games a year um and get them excited about the games i think 
my philosophy has always been, and I've told you guys this, if you can get people to the stadium and they have fun, they're going to come back. It's just about getting them there, I think. And if you say to someone, hey, do you want to go see the Rhinos this weekend downtown versus, hey, you want to go see the new Rochester, New York football club team playing in their new stadium um, owned by a Premier League player, Jamie Vardy, um, people might say, oh, what's that? You know, I'll give it a go. I just think they needed something new and a global outreach because growing up in the South, you know, no one, no one knows who Rochester rhinos were, or maybe even where Rochester, New York is uh, <laughs> to say the least. But um, I think they're just trying to kind of, like you said, grow, grow the brand. So that's the reason for doing this. It, there's, there's two categories of, of fan, in my opinion. One that hates the Rhinos and the rebrand doesn't change anything. They're forever salty. The other loves the Rhinos and the rebrand hurts them on a personal level. So based on that, a rebrand almost seems like a zero-sum game. The problem is those two types of fans are similar because they never actually went to games. They rebranded because they only have one shot with this. So do you double down on something that was proven to fail both here and outside Rochester, or do you shoot your shot on a rebrand because you have nothing to lose? They obviously chose the smart money and rebranded. As long as they actively and officially keep the history and links alive to the Rhinos name, it's the same team. And having like third kit throwbacks, especially to sell around town, only strengthens that. Yeah, see, I think they're getting the best of both worlds, like you're saying. Um, they can do throwback nights or sell the kits yet still reach out to like the newer fans with the neon colors and the new name and the cool streetwear, I guess you would call it. So I see the reason for doing it, even though we were kind of hating on the name to begin with and ditching of history, as you would say, I think they're kind of getting the best of both worlds with this. And if anything, the rebrand just put more eyes on it because the amount of, of hate, that it got everybody knows what the rhinos turned into so that was almost like a, a almost a genius marketing plan in a way yeah, I mentioned that to you last week mike i said you know would we be talking about this as much as if like a couple weeks ago the dorkins had said hey um we're announcing the rhinos are coming back into usl i mean would we be I mean, we'd be excited, but would we be talking about it to this capacity? No, not we, at all. we probably we probably would be. Or I would be. I would be talking at you about it. But people outside of Rochester, definitely not. They just say, oh, great, the Rhinos are back. And they have a celebrity um, owner. Yeah, I had a, a couple of friends from Baltimore who I uh, watched soccer, used to watch soccer with. And they know I moved to Rochester, and they have both texted me in the past couple weeks. Oh, wow, J- Jamie Vardy's bought a team in your city. How awesome is that? What's going on? Are you excited? You know, so people are taking notice. Yeah, and and from what I hear, he's involved like daily. So it's not like when a celebrity comes in and buys a, a vodka brand or something and just puts their name on it. So I'm hoping that it, having him involved actually accomplishes something, and it seems like it has so far. Yeah, it's it's not like when Drogba bought into Phoenix Phoenix Rising or whatever their Arizona, whatever they were before they rebranded, or like 
the some of the celebrities who have bought into LAFC, for example. Is there any way? This is kind of off topic. Is there any way he plays in a few yes. years? You yes. Think? Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. To like get fans there and stuff. Yeah, I, I think he'll be surprised by Rochester, New York, by how I mean, England. England is basically the size of New York, so I think he'll be surprised. But Leicester isn't exactly the warmest place in England, which isn't exactly the warmest place in the world. So he might like having snow. Yeah. Hmm. Now he's absolutely 100% going to play here, even if it's just for a year. And I'm predicting right now he's going to score 90 goals with a Red Bull duct tape to each hand the entire time doing it. It's I would say if you could bet on him playing for for the Rhinos, put the money down. They got to be careful with that though. Like again, Red Bull New York. I mean, could he come? Can we turn him on to a some sort of new energy drink? Uh, it's it's bang. We can do bang. Oh bang! Yeah, it's... yeah. Because he always says chat shit get banged, right? There you go. So now that we've talked about the colors, the badge, and the rebrand, why don't we wrap it up? And um, how do we feel? And what do we see is coming up next? Mike? I think the surprises aren't over. Anytime Dave Dworkin talks shit, something big comes down the pipe. And in his interviews, especially after the rebrand dropped, you can tell he's got an edge with some of what he says, like little sly shots at certain people. And year one at Empire will either make or break this club. So nailing down a site for a new stadium and starting construction as soon as possible is very important. And making sure that the temporary stadium on John Street is at least passable for pro. I know we all have theories on what could or could not happen, but my expectations are reasonably low. Um, And that's more for self-protection than anything else. So, but a lot of the people that are complaining that the downtown stadium was too ghetto, as you said before, are now complaining that Henrietta, which is where the they're going to be playing year one, is too far away. That's laughable to me. Uh, I lived in Baltimore nine years before this, and a, a lot more ghetto places there. I, I, hate, I hate to use that word, ghetto, but also it's around a harbor, and to get to the other end of the city takes longer than it gets for me to get a hole across to Henrietta. You can get anywhere in Rochester in 10 minutes. Whereas in Baltimore, I lived on one side of the harbor and to like go meet a friend on the other end of the harbor, it took 30 minutes to get around there with traffic or whatever. So yeah, it's right off 390. You take either a left or a right, and then you take a right on John street. It's, about a mile and a half off 390. It's great access off 390 or off of 90 for Rochester and Syracuse if anyone wants to go. It's it's a great location as a temporary location because it's very easy to get to where there was more to do to get from the highway to the downtown stadium. And you did have to go through some areas that suburbanites may be nervous of, even though obviously everything is totally fine. Yeah, I like to compare it to the Buffalo Bills, where where their stadium's in Orchard Park, which is way further away from the city of Buffalo than Henrietta is from Rochester by about half an hour. So, and and really, this this is a product of everybody who bitched about the downtown stadium. This is what you all wanted, and now we got it, so you better show up. 
I mean, the, the Rhinos weren't pro enough for you Euro snobs when they were in the USL championship, but now they're supposedly dropping to Division Three, and you all cry that it's not pro like USL championship. I don't know where this self-entitlement comes from, where people here think they deserve Real fucking Madrid before they support it. But any local club is really only what you make it. And nobody's going to make it happen but us, the fans. So the location, to me, is irrelevant. Yeah. And we all support, like, EPL and Serie A teams. And I want to say I enjoy watching English Championship and League 1 and League 2 games more because for like but there's there's more chaos it's not if liverpool has the ball in the if van dyke has the ball in the back nothing crazy is going to happen so you can kind of turn off so that's why we like lower league soccer i'm optimistic about this um i think we're going to hear shortly that the mascot is going to be rex the nickname is going to stay to rhinos hopefully that'll get people to put the pitchforks away um has precedence with other clubs with the location FC rebrands that have occurred. They still own all the trademarks to the Rhinos and they've just re-registered it. So if everything goes to shit, I wouldn't be surprised if 2023 they they rebrand and suddenly it's the Rhinos again. Um, I know it's been panned about the whole brand idea and trying to make a global brand, but EPL teams are doing it and even lower league teams are doing it where they have lifestyle brands so that you have everyday wear. I don't think it's that crazy for a team like this to do. It's it's also a bit silly for people to downplay the the brand idea of RNYFC when they're literally complaining about a brand idea or, or about when their literal complaint about the rebrand is about changing the brand. So if you're t- complaining about the brand, you know what the brand is. I, as a new person coming in, what I see is there's not a lot of hardcore fans and you are talking about people who are upset about the branding. It's not that many people. It's a few people. How many games do you actually go to? Like Mike was saying, these people on social media, they're complaining about it. I mean, it's... That don't live here, by the way. Most of it's from out of state. Yeah, this is why they rebranded. it. They're trying to get new fans. They're trying to start something new because the old old stuff wasn't working, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the rebrand, but I... I'm still a little pessimistic about this whole thing because since I've been here, they haven't kicked the ball. Um, A year in for me being here, I got excited because they said, oh, we're coming back, but we're moving to down division to League One. And then we heard silence for two, two and a half years, whatever, three years, whatever it's been. So here we are four years later, almost, that I've been here since they started that hiatus. And yes, they announced a rebrand and a new owner, but we don't have a league yet. So... That's what I'm looking for next is it will feel real to me. That's why I'm trying to hold back on my excitement um, when they have a league, when there's a schedule out of a start date. Because my fear is that we don't know what league they're going in, whether it's USL Championship, USL 1, NISA, or MLS 2. But my fear is they don't figure this out and they say, hey, we're going to push it back to 2023. And then I feel like the longer they push it back after this announcement, people are going to lose interest. Um, And I think they just need to start it and as far as what mike said you know the stadium issues that's another reason they're moving i think is people have these negative feelings about the downtown stadium and i know they want to buy this land and stuff and do a new stadium but i 
I feel like they could do something. I wish they would just make it work at Empire and have like a whole academy there. You know, you have academy, you can hold tournaments there and then just build a stadium around that existing field or find a way to add. I, I know parking's an issue and things like that. But part of the reason that I was drawn into lower level soccer is that a town gets behind a team. You know, yes, we support teams in Europe, but how cool is it that you can go to like this little town and the only reason they support their team is because they live there and it's their people, you know, it's their town. And so I don't think it has to be this thing where you draw 30,000 people into a stadium. Like let's just get a couple thousand in there that really care and build a small stadium. Even if it's at St. John street there at empire, um, do you really need to spend all the money to find this new location and build this amazing stadium? Look what happened with downtown. They built this, huge stadium for MLS standards and now it's vacant pretty much. I know there's other teams using it, but it, it looks empty when it's, you know, just even a sold out, a sold out crowd per se looks empty, you know? So I'm, I'm a little pessimistic, but I'm excited once they announce that league. Um, I just, that's why I keep texting you guys. Any rumors on the league yet? You know, when are we going to hear something? So. Uh, I, I have tons of theories, but I don't want to say anything because if I'm right, I'm going to be accused of being a mole, you know, being a mole. So, you know, I can't use logic. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautious. Uh, cautious a couple of weeks. Yeah, everyone keeps saying that, you know, it's I don't think we get it by the end of September. I don't think we we get it this month. I think there's games being played. There's bargaining chips on the table and we're not going to know it. We'll know before Christmas. But we're yeah, not going to know by the end of this month. The playoffs for like the existing leagues, like October, November. Yeah, it's usually done by then. Uh, that's what worries me is like I feel like they need a coach and staff to get on board. Um, I, I, I could see Pat being – he's still associated. His desk is still a fucking nightmare. So I could see him being a stand-in coach <laughs> if, if needed. Yeah, it's just yeah so wouldn't, it, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a great story too? Is because he was the first coach of the Rhinos. If he came back as the first coach of this rebrand, having Pat Erkley come back, uh, yeah, and at least he has the experience. So it's not like we're dealing with to downplay everything the Dworkins have done. Two real estate developers trying to run, trying to sign soccer team, soccer players. Well, I have a feeling that it was him that was kind of behind the scenes doing all that stuff because he's the soccer guy, really. He's the one. Mm-hmm who has the connections and kind of the mastermind behind all those teams and the reason why we've been in the playoffs every year except you for guys, 2013. You, know what I'm you guys are talking about the glory days here, and I've been here since early 2018, and nothing. You know, I mean, the, like, glory, the glory years ended in 2015. Know, it's not like, that far away. Just wait, you know. It's, you know, it's coming, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's edging is what it is. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I think the and they're like have a schedule, you know, that they're, they're gonna play. Then I guess the whole thing that rubbed me the wrong way is when they said we're going League One next year, and then nothing came out. <laughs> you know, and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I think it, my feeling was that they didn't have a place to play, and they knew that they didn't have a place to play, and they needed. They needed that. They needed a location first. If COVID didn't happen, I feel like 2021 would have happened with everything that they had with Empire last year. That's why I'm optimistic 
that their PR hasn't been the best, but I feel that they have been trying. And if nothing else, Vardy isn't going to let this become an embarrassment. Yeah. I'm just ready for some live soccer. Yep. Same. Take my son to a game. Be fun. All right. So closing statements, three word summary of what you're thinking right now. Go. Put, put us on the spot here, man. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, I'll say excited, but not. Yay, soccer soon. Let's Maybe. fucking go. All right, but seriously, I want to say thank you for all the feedback, both positive and especially the negative. I had a lot of fun reading the hate mail. And for all the downloads we've gotten, it means a lot when things we've been saying to each other, especially when drunk for years, gets played out in the world. So thank you. And that's it. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'd say we call her done. It's a Vardy in the USA, bitches. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Valiant 33 podcast. Yours, Mike, Mike. Uh, take the mic back a little bit. Oh, my bad. Right. Count, you, count you, went up, you went up like a lot. All right, count me in. Um, one second.